Greetings. My name is Linda Talaferro, and this is the Being Brown at Work podcast. I help Black and Brown female professionals confidently and expertly navigate the corporate world so that they can reach new career heights and establish their seat at the table. So whether you're kicking off a new career, leaning in a new direction, or looking to climb the corporate ladder within your current job, I'm here to propel your career forward by giving you an insider's look at cultivating an executive mindset, creating leadership opportunities, establishing an executive presence, and more. So join me every week as I guide you towards becoming a leader in the corporate world and show you how to step into your true power and potential. Greetings, 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 everyone. Linda Talaferro from the TD Extra Effort, and it is Being Brown at Work Live. So if you saw your notifications, if you have those turned on, if you've been following me, watching my post, then you know what tonight's about. You know what this Being Brown at Work Live session is about. And it's a topic that you have told me you wanted me to address. And, you know, first I want to mention that. Thank you, thank you, thank you for responding to the polls and sending me comments. It's, it's really important to me that I provide content that you need, content that will make a difference for you in your corporate journey. And this is a subject that ranked really high on the polls that we sent out. I think we sent some out in December and we sent some out earlier this month and it continues to rank high. So I want to spend some time in this session addressing this topic. Now you might want, you might wonder why I called it how to handle subtle landmines. I use the word landmines because if you mishandle this, it can derail your career. And in some cases, it can not just derail it, install it, it could kill it. Now, we as women of color, black and brown women, we are not new to this challenge at all. And I think you would agree with me that probably the terminology doesn't really fit. I mean, microaggressions. There's nothing really micro about them, right? I mean, when you are experiencing these and when it's directed to you, it doesn't feel very micro, not at all. To have somebody um, constantly mention your hair and actually maybe ask you, are you going to wear that your hair like that for the presentation tomorrow? Hmm. Or to say, you know, I don't see color. I just see you. And some people that say that might think, well, my goodness, I mean, I, I didn't mean anybody. I, I just, you know, I want, I'm, I see you. I'm not seeing color. Not understanding that it is. There are negative contexts to it. And it is inflammatory when it's received. Because you're telling me one of two things. Either you're telling me you don't see me because I am a black woman 
Or you're saying, I'm not going to use it against you because you're a black woman. Hence, it has that aggressive nature to it. Like I said, when you receive it, it doesn't feel very micro. So the terminology can kind of, uh, or the word that's been created uh, can kind of, kind of sit unwell with, with you. And I completely get it. But if you know anything about me and, and my purpose, when I created the TV Extra Effort, my purpose for these sessions being brown at work life, I am all about glass being half full. I am all about the positive side. So that's why I want to address how we can successfully handle what unfortunately still exists on a regular basis today. Now, there's a lot of work being done. And we all see it in the DEI space. A lot of work around training and unconscious biasness. Uh, that includes understanding microaggressions, understanding what it feels like to be a black and brown woman and to hear somebody say, oh my gosh, you're so articulate. Or I'll share some of my personal experiences. I'm in a room, um, happens to be senior leadership and, you know, and I'm presenting and and it can be a pretty, I'll, I'll use animated, spirited conversations. And at the end of that being said, oh my gosh, wow, you handled yourself so well. You, um, I mean, you, that, you, you really stood your ground. You, you actually had input. You, you really handled that. It, as if it was like shocking that I would be able to do that or to have to interview Eight times. Now, I mean, that's not micro. That's when you get into the macro aggressions, right? I mean, on the eighth time, I told them, look, <laughs> I'm not coming back and, you know, it's okay, right? Or having to bring evidence of what's on your resume or being told, like I've been told, oh, wow, wow, you really did go to Carnegie Mellon or you really did get your master's from Ross University of Michigan. As if it's not possible because of what I look like. So, you know, there, there are ways to approach this and ways that I have found successful, which I'm going to share with you in this episode, because those several examples I gave you, they're just, I mean, that's just a minute. I mean, they... They, they go beyond, and we all know that. I mean, being asked about, you know, our opinion on crime as if we all live in crime-ridden neighborhoods, being, you know, stated, oh my gosh, you know, you're so lucky. Uh, you're so lucky to have this role as if I didn't earn it. So, you know, they come in various shapes and sizes. But what's most important for me in this session is for you to walk away with how do you manage those if it comes your way and do so successfully? How do you do that in a very successful way? Um, because it can it can take you, you know, it can really set you off. It can really, it can catch you off guard. And it can do several things with your emotions that will make it challenging for you to proceed any further. 
whether you're in a particular situation at a company or your particular situation temporarily, it, it can challenge how you move forward. So that's what I want to spend most of the time on. What do you do? Some of this either just happened to you. Somebody said something, something happened in the room. There was assumed leadership. You heard me talk about that where you are the actual leader in the room, but people walk in and immediately assume you're not and therefore directed leadership questions to someone else. What do you do? How do you handle those? And what I want to offer to you first is, think about it. Take a pause and really gather yourself. That's the first thing I want you to do. Because, you know, some of the things that we've heard about fits this scenario. You want to pick your battles wisely. And I'm saying this, I don't want to minimize I'm not minimizing macroaggressions at all. Microaggressions in themselves, they are, they're an issue. No doubt about it. They need to be eradicated, eliminated. But we want to make sure that we address the right ones at the appropriate time. So you want to determine, is the fact that somebody asked me about my hair that critical? Did it rock my world enough? where I want to take that person or that company to task. So really make a determination on what interaction you're going to allow people to have with you. You know, which ones are you going to take on and which ones are you not? And because the the, the most important thing is protecting ourselves, right? So when we can come in tune with our feelings and we can come in tune with where our lines are and those 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 lines have been established within our personal brand and our professional brand that's how you will know yes it is time for me to address this or no that one's going to be tabled i'm going to put that aside i'm going to move on that's one of the first things i want you to consider right And then once you've decided, okay, I've got all that around. I know the importance of this. This is really important to me. I need to address it. Um, I want to make sure it doesn't happen again. You want to make sure that your emotional intelligence is intact so that when you bring it up, the subject is being heard. Your concern is being heard, not how you said it, but what you said. And and the best way I have found to do this is to say, look, you know, something happened earlier today or something happened 30 minutes ago or something happened yesterday. I wouldn't let it go for so long that I'd like to address. And the conversation may be a little bit challenging, but I think it would be beneficial, I know, for the both of us if we could address it. And you kind of take the wind out of the sails, you know, people can exhale a little bit and you've got your emotions intact and you're being heard. You're being heard, which is what's most important. You're taking all the emotion and feelings out of it. I'm not saying don't feel it because that's impossible. But when you're going to address it, make sure you've worked through that so that you can clearly express the concern educate while you're expressing the concern and the person receives it and hears it. 
And, you know, you've already gone through the process of, yes, this is important. And the process of determining that it's important, you also have to assess the receiver. Because there's some people, I mean, come on, we know there are some people that just flat out, one, they know their bias and they're good with it. So it doesn't matter what conversation you'll have with them. It's not going to change them. That's another one of picking your battles. But then there are some people that don't mind being educated. Some people want will come out of their biasness, may not be aware. The awareness isn't completely there for them. And that's the process you need to go through. And then once you do that, you know, then you start into this conversation. Yes. Okay. I'm going to address it. It's important enough. Give the person the opportunity to explain themselves. Give the person an opportunity to explain themselves. Ask them, what did you mean by that? Because the, the danger we can have is assuming we can immediately go a place or get to the end or get to the result or, or create the narrative that could be 150, 200% off. It could be. So give them an opportunity to explain themselves. And in that process, when you're doing that, it also gives you the roadway and the open door to educate. Because maybe their intention was one thing, but because they don't understand it as the receiver, they're not the black and brown woman receiving that. They had no idea how it landed. So this gives you an opportunity once you hear them say, well, hey, um, I was just curious what your thoughts were, or I had a conversation with somebody else and they said X, Y, Z, wanted to know what you thought, or honestly, I didn't, didn't mean anything by it. You know, I think your, your, your hair is kind of awesome, or I've never seen your hairstyle before. So didn't, whatever the response is. Then you understand where they're coming from and you have an opportunity to educate. The whole controlling these these landmines, because they can be, uh, is extremely important in us establishing strong EQ, strong emotional intelligence, strong executive presence. And you've heard me talk about this before, the gravitas piece, right? How do you show up in the midst of chaos? That's gravitas. How do you show up when things are not the way they should be? And I know you're probably thinking, well, man, Linda, it's always extra for us. Yes. Yes. You know, I'm real about that. And until the systemic changes happen, it is going to be extra for us. But there's nothing. I mean, that is the situation we're dealt with, and we can deal with that. We can control the narrative. We can write our story. We can establish our personal and professional brands. Absolutely can be done. I've done it. I know many others who have done it. It is a choice. It is a choice which is why I started out with this, is that you have to do that processing internally to decide, yes, I'm going to address it. Nope, this one I can let slide. So it is a choice. There's no doubt about it. But what I want to leave with you is that there are 
benefits to making the choice to handle the subtle landmine, to show up in the excellence and the leadership, the leadership excellence that you know you are, that you know you possess. You know, we under, when we do the, what I like calling peel back, when we understand all the layers about ourselves and understanding how we show, because there's not, I'm going to leave you too, there's not a person that shows up in corporate doesn't have biases. You have them, I have them. Let's get real. So it's not just on the other side of things. It's not just our other counterparts. We have them as well. And when we do the peel back and we understand everything it is about ourselves and we've done that introspective work, right? Then we can handle these landmines with confidence, with assurance. And that's extremely important. Because if you've had any of these things happen and you've gone through the thought process and you've decided this one is going to be addressed, the way to do it and the way to do it successfully requires a whole heck of a lot of self-confidence and assurance, knowing who you are, knowing that you know, as I discussed with a previous guest, knowing that you know. But I'm offering to you that it is it is worth it and you can be successful if you follow the process that I just recommended to you. You can be successful. And microaggressions, although they never feel good, do not ever become not just roadblocks, not just stallers, not just derailers, but they don't become landmines for you. I would love to hear from you, especially on this subject. You entered the poll. You wanted more conversation around this. And it won't be the last time we talk about microaggressions. It won't be the last time. But I would love to hear from you. Send me a DM. Uh, you know, Send me a chat. Comment to this. I'd love to hear from you. What have you experienced and how have you handled it? Or how you wish you had handled it now that you've heard this? Love to hear from you. So, how to handle subtle landmines and microaggressions. Make sure you think through it. Pick your battles wisely. So think through it. Once you've decided you're going to approach it, make sure you've got yourself together so that you can be heard. So they pay attention to what you say, not how you say it. You give the person the opportunity to explain what they meant. Don't assume that you know. Irrespective of how it felt when it landed. Take the opportunity to educate. Make sure you have established your boundary. Brandy, I might even talk about that again now that it's come back up again. Your brand, your professional brand, people need to know what's acceptable, what's not. Those are the ways that you handle, successfully handle microaggressions. Until next time, take good care. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, I have so much more to offer you. Book a complimentary call with me at lindatalaferro.com slash free consultation so you can start unapologetically achieving your own professional goals as a woman of color and establish a presence as more than just an employee. Let's go deeper, reach your professional goals and apply this life-changing work to your career and beyond so you can rock your corporate game and get that seat at the table.